0: You're listening to a sermon preached at Sojourn Church, J-Town. The great theologian Augustine of Hippo once said that in the Old Testament, the new is concealed. In the new, the old is revealed. When we think of the Messianic prophecies from this perspective, we see that the Old Testament whispers to us about the coming of the Messiah. Join us during our Advent sermon series titled Rumors of the Messiah, where we confirm the whispered prophecies of the Old Testament that told of the birth, suffering, and resurrection of Jesus
1: Christ. Morning, y'all. So my name's Eric Hall. I uh, serve with my wife Tori Hall at the uh, usually at the 11 a.m. greeting you all at the doors where we usually meet. But today I'm going to read with us in the book of Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. If you wouldn't mind, please stand with me as we read from the Word of God. Should be on the screen as well. All right, Matthew, chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. Who among you, if a son asks for him to give bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how much to give good gifts to your children, how much more would your father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord, it is absolutely true, and is given to you in love. Thanks be to God.
0: Fun, there we go. I need to turn on a microphone to be able to talk up here. Good morning, it's great to be here with you. If I haven't had the privilege of meeting you yet, my name's Hayden and I am the new Director of Students. Uh, and it's great to see the kiddos in here. Parents, I just want to ease your mind. My 10-month-old will probably be the loudest in here. So if they start yelling, there's a reason why they have the Director of Students do this Sunday with no child care is because I'm used to sixth graders and there's nothing that can shake me. So <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, I'm really excited to open up God's Word with you here for this morning for just a few minutes. Uh, we come in, we're coming off of Christmas morning, and so kids in here, students in here, I need your help to start, and I'm gonna give you the freedom for just a second. I want you to talk to the people next to you, around you, and I want you to talk about your favorite gift that you got yesterday. You get like 10 seconds. Tell your parents, tell your friends, tell your families, what was your favorite present that you got yesterday? So with all the all the chatter, it sounds like everyone had a great Christmas. Everyone got to open presents, enjoyed it. And this Sunday, we are we're kind of in this in-between time where we're kind of living in the best of both worlds, between between Christmas, between New Year's. Uh, and everyone, especially you kids, you guys are still talking about the the favorite presents that you got yesterday, whether it was a, maybe a new bike or a new doll or a, a new video game or whatever it was. You're really excited about it. You can't wait to get out of here and go home and play with the gifts that you got and play with all of your presents. Uh, parents, some of us are still trying to find that very specific size screwdriver to open the one screw that opens the thing to get the one battery in that doesn't come with a toy anymore that you have to be able to go find. And... Find a battery on Christmas morning that you can't find anywhere, um, but also in this time we're we're starting to look forward. We're starting to look forward to 2022 and start to make plans and kind of reflecting back on this year and, and making plans and talking about 2022. And so, what I want to do this morning, just for a few minutes, is look at this text that Eric just read for us that I think will serve as a helpful link for us this morning as we're still reflecting back on the goodness of yesterday but also thinking towards the new year. And it's Matthew 7, 9 through 11. If you haven't already, I would love for you to turn there with me as we kind of look back and reflect on it. It'll be on the screen. Uh, but as we, as we look at this text, I think there's, there's kind of a main theme, maybe a main point that Jesus is trying to make to his disciples and, and even by extension to all of us this morning as we open up God's word. And it's this, I think he's trying to show us that God is a loving father who loves to give good gifts to his children. God is a loving father who loves to give good gifts to his children. So if you look back at the passage, Jesus, he's trying to drive a point home to his disciples about who God is and the implication that it has for our prayer lives. And in order to drive this point home, Jesus asks his disciples a question. Look look back with me at verse nine. Again, here's the question he asks. He says, hey, disciples, who among you, if, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone or if he ask for a fish, we'll give him a snake. And of course, as the disciples are being asked this question, they're, they're sitting there and they're thinking, well, none of us would do that, Jesus. Like if my son or our child comes to us and asks me for something to eat, if he asks for bread or a fish, I'm not gonna give him something worthless in a, in a stone that would break his teeth if he took a bite into it. I'm, I'm not gonna give him something harmful. I'm not gonna give him something like a snake that would potentially bite him, we'd, we'd give him food. If my my child comes to me asking for food, I'm going to give him food. And so Jesus, being the master question asker that he is, as we see, as we read through the Gospels, he's trying to show his disciples what's going on. And he he uses their response to make his point in verse 11. Look back with me. He says, "If, if you then, disciples, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him. And so what Jesus is trying to make, the point Jesus is trying to make here is that even earthly fathers know how to give good gifts. You earthly parents, we, we know how to give good gifts. And in comparison to the perfect, holy, righteous father in heaven, we're evil because we're tainted with sin. The, the perfect father in heaven, in comparison with us, we, we are evil. And if we as evil people, as evil earthly parents, know how to give good gifts, then I can just imagine Jesus sitting there with a kind of a smirk on his face, maybe a twinkle in his eye, and he says, hey, if you know how to give good gifts, then how much more would a perfect loving father in heaven know how to give good gifts to his children? He's trying to drive this point home, and Jesus, again, he wants to show his disciples this, and he wants to show all of us this this morning, that if you are in Christ, If you're here this morning and you have turned from sin and placed your faith in Jesus, you have been adopted into God's family as his son or his daughter. And now you have a perfect father in heaven who loves to give good gifts to his children. And and so kids, again, I want you to think about all the amazing gifts you got yesterday, the things that you can't wait to get back home to. You got those gifts because you're loved. Your, Your parents love you. Your your grandparents love you. Your friends love you. Your aunts, your uncles love you so much that they wanted to give to you. They wanted to give you something out of their love for you. That is the tiniest little picture of just how much God loves you. Any love, any gift you receive this side of heaven is just the tiniest little glimpse of just how much God in heaven loves you. And he loves you more than even the best mom or dad or grandma or grandpa in all the world could ever love you. And we see that in Christmas But then also for all of us, adults, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all the gifts that we gave yesterday, anything that we gave out of love yesterday, again, is just the tiniest little glimpse of just how much God in heaven loves us. And he loves to give good things to those who ask. And so I I know that as we walk in here this morning, we walk in here with all kinds of different experiences. Maybe you have really broken family lives and you don't have a good relationship with your earthly father. I, I know that whatever your relationship with your earthly parents are or, or was or is, it, it drastically affects how you're able to believe this passage. It, it drastically affects how we are able to see this. But Jesus wants to remind all of us that whatever your upbringing, whatever your experience is like in Christ, you have a loving father who loves to give good gifts to his kids. And so this morning, as, as we finish, I, I just want to finish with kind of three short reflections or maybe applications from this passage to, to finish 2021 off with and to look to 2022 with. And the first one is this, is let's reflect with thankfulness. Let's reflect with thankfulness. If, if God really is who he says that he is, if God really is a loving God who loves to give good gifts to his children, then any and every good thing that we have in this life is a gift from God. James 1.17 says this. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. And so in a world with so much to be pessimistic about, in a world where we have so much to be discouraged over, in a world where we are constantly confronted with bad and negative things going on around us, it's, it's a good and right thing for us to regularly, discipline ourselves to think back with thankfulness on all the good things that God has given us. And so, and so maybe for you, it's, it's looking back through old journals from this last year or, or thinking back through old prayer requests that you've had through this last year and to reflect with thankfulness on all the good gifts that God has given you this year. And maybe on the drive home with your family or if you're driving back by yourself or you're going out to lunch after this with family or friends, maybe it's thinking on and talking about some of the good things that you've seen and received this year and and thanking God together for those things. And I think it might surprise some of us just how much it it stirs our affections for the Lord, our our love for the Lord and, and increases our devotion to him as we reflect back with thankfulness on all the good things that he has given us. That's the first thing, reflect with thankfulness. But the second thing I think we can kind of reflect on and apply from this is that we should be a people, we should be a church who ask our Father expectantly. We should go to our Father in prayer and ask expectantly. Look back with me at verse 11. Jesus says, if you then who are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to who? To those who ask him. Again, the main application that Jesus is trying to drive out of this point of who God is, is that we should come to our Father in prayer and ask him for things. So Christian, when when you're praying, when, when you are crying out to God in heaven, you're not praying to a God who's distant. You're not praying to a God who's far off. You're not not praying to a God who just kind of puts up with you. You're praying to a loving father who is madly in love with you because you are his beloved son or his beloved daughter. So when you come to him in prayer, you don't have to be afraid to come to him with your wants. You don't have to be afraid to come to him with, with your desires because you are his beloved son. You're his beloved daughter. In fact, the Bible tells us in Hebrews four sixteen it says, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And this is true because, again, we are his children. We're running to a God who's our father, whose arms are always stretched out wide, waiting for his son, his daughter to come to him so that he can answer their prayers and give them Good things. And so as we look to 2022, what are some things that you should go to God in prayer for? Maybe it's asking for freedom from depression or anxiety or or sin that you've been struggling with. Maybe it's the salvation of a loved one. Maybe it's physical healing. Whatever it is, there's millions of things that we can and should be asking for. Good things that we can go to God in prayer and ask for. And we have to remember that when we're praying, we're praying to a loving father who loves to give good gifts to his children. So we should reflect with thankfulness, ask our father expectantly, and then finally, in everything, let's, let's trust our good father. In, in everything, let's trust our good father. For, for all of us in this room, we, we've all had times in our life where we have begged for things, that we have pleaded for things. We've we've asked God to do something or to give us something and it doesn't turn out the way that we expect it to. It doesn't turn out the way that we we asked or wanted it to. And if we're brutally honest, if if I'm brutally honest, there there's times where that's happened and it's it's made me question, God, are you really loving? Like are you are you really this this good father like you talk about? And and maybe you maybe you're here and that's you. Maybe you've been asking for a child for years or you've been asking God for a spouse or you've, you've prayed for healing and God chose not to heal this, this side of heaven or whatever it is, we would be lying if we told you we know exactly why this is true. We, we would be lying if we told you we knew exactly why this is the case. But, but here's what we can be confident of in these moments. Here, here's what we can know always 100% of the time and this truth that we can fall back on when God doesn't answer our prayers in the ways that we want him to or think that he should. And it's this, God proved that he really is a loving father once and for all who, who loves to give good gifts to his children when he gave us the greatest gift of all his son. And if that one single fact is true, if God really does love us so much that he gave up his one and only son to die for us, then that is all of the evidence that we need to know and to believe and to trust that God really is a good father. Like if that one single historical fact is true, the incarnation that Jesus came to us, God with us, Emmanuel, that is the one thing that we need to know that God really loves us, that he's trustworthy, he's faithful, and we can believe him because we were the ones who sinned. We were the ones who turned our back on him. We were the ones who rejected him and yet he pursued us. He came after us and he gave us his son, Jesus Emmanuel to rescue us. And that's what we've been celebrating. That's what we celebrated yesterday. That's what we've been singing about the last month or so. And that's, that's what's going to give us the confidence when times are hard and things don't turn out the way that we want them to turn out. But also that's the thing that's going to sustain us and, and propel us into 2022 as we seek to be a church who runs to God in prayer to ask him expectantly to give things to his children that are good because he's a loving father who loves to give good gifts to his children. And so my prayer for us this morning again, is that we would just be reminded of this truth as we're reflecting on Christmas and looking forward to 2022, that God really is a good God who loves his children. He loves to give good things to his children. And in light of that, we would reflect back on this year with thankfulness. We would ask our father expectantly and in everything we would trust our good father. So I'm gonna give us just a few moments just to pause and to reflect and to pray. And I'm gonna pray for us and then we'll we'll uh, go into communion in just a moment. But I just want to give us a second just to pause and to reflect, and I'll close us in prayer. God, we thank you that you are a good and loving father who loves to give good gifts to his children. And God, I know that there is There's times and there's moments where it's hard for us to believe that and time for us to to see that and know that. But God, I pray that through your word this morning and as we reflect on this passage and as we reflect on the gospel, that we would know and believe that you really are a good God who loves to give good gifts to his children. So Lord, help us to reflect back with thankfulness and to thank you for all the good things that you've given us and that we've seen. But God, also I pray that it would be something that compels us to pray and ask and to to come to you, knowing that you love us and you're for us. And God, I pray that even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense, that you help us to trust you as our good father. So Lord, would you help us? And we pray all this in Christ's name, amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, And in the same way, he also took the cup like this after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so if you're new here, this is, this is how we do communion here. We ask for those of you who are followers of Jesus, meaning you've turned away from your sin and placed your faith in Christ to save you and uh, we, you're part of God's family. Like we talked about as his son or his daughter, we asked that you would come forward to one of these four stations. You can go in groups of three to six and allow the people at the stations to say, body of Christ broken for you, blood of Christ shed for you. Then you can go back to your seat and take it whenever you're ready. But if you're here and, and you're not a Christian and you aren't a follower of Jesus, we just want you to know that you're loved here and, and you're welcome here. Uh, But we would humbly ask that you would abstain from taking this meal because this meal is for for believers. This is for followers of Christ. But our, our invitation to you this morning, our encouragement to you, our desire for you is that instead you'd receive Jesus and that you would place your faith and trust in him as your Savior and your Lord. And you would follow him and you would be adopted into God's family again, as we discussed this morning, as his son, as his daughter. And you would have a perfect father in heaven. And so church, whenever you're ready, you can stand up and go to one of these four stations uh, and take the the Lord's Supper together.
1: Hey, I'm Lyle Drury and the lead pastor at Sojourn Church, J-Town. Thanks for listening. We are here to reach people with the gospel, build them up as a church, and send them into the world to be a faithful, loving presence. For more sermons, info about our church, or ways you can support our ministry, visit sojournchurch.com/jtown.